our Move the Mission uh, sacrificial offering date is today. And so if you have not gotten to our board that's over there, our Move the Mission fundraiser board, it is uh, something that you want to do, want to be a part of. Uh, Who's already seen it? I've been talking about it the past, this is the third week now. So hopefully you have seen it. If not, uh, I can stall a little bit while you run out there really fast. And I can work on my stand-up comedy maybe. So y'all better hurry. (laughs) And uh, it is a great fundraiser opportunity and idea that all it is is numbers from 1 to 100. And what you do is you grab a small square and whatever that number is, is that what is that is what you pledge to donate. And it's so it's really easy. It's really cool. You can put it in our little tithing envelopes, and you can put the money in there and mark it to going towards the youth account, and we can get it sent to move the mission. But move the mission is the UPCI Youth's uh, fundraising organization that goes towards getting vehicles for missionaries. It goes towards Tupelo Children's Mansion. It goes also to 40% of it stays in our district. So it goes towards church camps, towards youth conventions. It is something that we can't all go out onto the mission field. We can't go all out, all go across overseas, but we can give and push the mission forward. And that this is our opportunity. This fundraiser is our opportunity to join the mission field, to get out there and to push God's kingdom forward. So if you haven't gotten there yet, I encourage you to do it. We've done a phenomenal job. I think we've raised, last I checked, close to $2,000 already. And I believe we can clear out that entire board. I believe it. I'm excited about it. And we can do it today. I believe it. And so uh, make it's right outside this door to the right, uh, headed towards the Children's Church Sanctuary. And so that is where that board is. And also you can uh, pay on push pay as well if you want to. If you can get the little square, put it in the tithing envelope, and then uh, just write down push pay so they know that it's not just an empty envelope. But so know that it's, it's coming on push pay and select it to go towards our youth account. And also we have September events coming up. We're moving into the month of September. We have a hyphen night of worship on the 2nd. We have a Labor Day. Labor Day is on the 5th. And we have our North Texas Men's Conference is coming up. Men, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a great time. This is the 9th and the 10th, September 9th, September 10th. And it is going to be uh, Brother Matt Tuttle and Brother Shea Mann are ministering, and they are phenomenal ministers. And that's something that I don't want any of us guys to miss. I want us to take a good group there, and that will be a blast to go. That is, again, September 9th and September 10th for a North Texas Men's Conference. And we also have Youth Sunday on the 11th of September. That is going to be a blast. Those are always awesome. Who enjoyed last Youth Sunday? Are you there? Yeah. It was awesome. And I encourage everybody to go, not just youth, but everybody to come to support our young people and to worship. And also we have on September 30th, we're going to have a Northeast Texas Youth Rally here at our church. And we are excited. I want everybody to come and turn out. Everybody come and see kind of a hint of what our youth group goes to on those Friday nights. We don't have to drive two hours this time and then drive back and get home at 3 a.m. So parents, say amen. Amen. (laughs) Sister Brittany, I see you shouting over there. And so that is going to be a blast. And so it's going to be here at the church September 30th, that Friday night. And it's going to be awesome. So now let's stand up. Let's move into a time of worship, into a time of praise. Father, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for the opportunity to be here this 
give you honor. And Lord, I pray that you move over us today. In Jesus' name. There's an anthem rising from the ashes. There's an army rising up today. Let the praise
about it, church. Y'all good with a testimony real quick? <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. Mm, just the wonder-working God that we still serve is moving right in front of your eyes and you don't even see it. Mm, because, you see, with me, it's so easy, huh, for me to get up here and just, just fake it if I'm being honest with you. It's that easy because I've been raised in it. It's my life. I'm not necessarily going through hell that the devil's put in front of me, but that I've caused myself. I haven't been in my prayer. I haven't been in my prayer. I haven't been in my Bible. I'll be honest with you because this is church and, you know, that's the altar. So that's where I'm going to leave all my burdens. That's where I'm going to leave all my shame. That's where I'm going to leave all my bondage. But I just feel like it's, it's okay to be transparent every once in a while. And so I've really brought on some hell in myself and I'm losing some battles with my emotions that I don't typically lose. And then I have the audacity to ask God, what are you doing? God's like scratching his head. What? Bro, what are you talking about? What am I doing? Man, I'm saving you from a life of hell, and you don't see it because you've had your back turned to me for so long, but you've still been playing church. You see, it's fun to play church because I can go home on Monday and still do the same junk that I did when I wasn't saved. It's fun to play church. Let me be real. Because I come to church, I feel good, and I get the hype songs going, And I can even tell y'all something inspirational that God did to me that I didn't deserve. And then I go home and I don't face the convictions that I got. (laughs) But here I am with another chance, with another day, with more breath in my lungs. And I'm thinking in the prayer room, God, what did I do to deserve this? Can I not be real? Can I not tell you that I'm human? Can I not tell you I come here on Sundays with problems, with burdens, with everything, with the same stuff you got? And he still washes me over. And he still says, that's what I died on the cross for. And he still says, that's what I placed that crown on my head for, Sterling. I get you're human. And so, of course, I'm coming up here on Sundays, and I got a solo, man. That's crazy. But I got so much demons on me, just being real, that I I, I can't even hardly embrace the true moment and the true grasp and the true opportunity of it. You probably saw me doing this little number right over here, shaking some things off, because I've been wallowing around in the mud. I've been like a pig, if I'm just being real. That's how I see it. I've been wallowing around in the mud, and I wonder why I'm dirty. So over here, I felt the Spirit of the Lord, and I saw Sister Tammy praying for me, and I felt the church praying for me as well, whether you meant to or not. And I just felt a fire shower all over me, washing that mud off, saying, Sterling, I've called you for a greater purpose. 
And so we can sing whatever song. I'll mention these needs real quick. And please stay down at the front, man. Don't leave it. Don't leave it just because I'm saying a testimony. But the Lord is still moving. He is still working. And if you're not hyped up about it now, I don't know what to tell you. Because he's moving. Whether you're trying to be a part of it or not, he's moving. And he's going to make a work happen in our lives, each and every one of our lives. I don't know what you're dealing with. That would be cool if I could tell you. But he's moving in that situation. He's working in that situation. It may seem bleak right now. It may seem dark right now. And you might not even be contributing to helping it. But he's still working. And he's still moving. Let's pray for Staten Lewis. Got in a side-by-side accident. If someone would like to stand in for him, please feel free. Brooklyn Poole. Jarvis Walker. Dot Lipscomb. Dickie Ewing. Sister Ella Mae Bristow, Emma Chapman, Faye Crow, Brother Sister Griffith, Dot Lipscomb, Ralph Dove, Alan Hudson, Walton Andrea Irwin, T.W. Hush, Monica Helm, Mildred and George Pratt, Brother Sister John Proctor, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Lucille McFatridge, Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton, Lois Weems, Billy and Vicky Trinata, Bob Bolton, Brother Sister Arlton Bristow, and Virgil Freeland. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for laying it all on that cross laying it all at Calvary putting it all on there for us Jesus Jesus Lord I pray your will would be done in our lives God whether we see what that is whether it makes sense or not Jesus I plead the blood of Jesus And I speak with authority and with power in Jesus' name over each and every one of these needs here today, over myself and over every unspoken request here today, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
seconds with every eye closed, every hand lifted, and just quietly giving praise to God for the spirit we felt, Father. Your spirit is so strong in this place. push forward, we're not pushing against just nothing, but we're pushing against what is holding us back and what we are hurting. And so God, I believe there is progress made today. God, I believe there's breakthroughs made today. And there's going to be healings and there's going to be a revival that comes from this service. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God take our tithes and offering at this time. I encourage you to tarry in the spirit during the preaching, during the word, because God has softened the soil. He has broken the ground today for a word to be planted in your heart this morning, a word that you may need, a word that your family might need, a word that your coworkers might need. And God is ready today to do just that. I did want to, uh, I would be remiss not to point out, I, was, I made the announcement about our youth, our youth um, rally that is the 30th of September, and there was something I forgot to announce, and it was that they had asked our youth praise team to do the music for it. And so that is an awesome opportunity. It is a phenomenal opportunity. And so we are so excited to be able uh, to minister in that way. And so I wanted to make sure that that was announced and that you were able to be aware of that. But we're going to move into prayer. Father, I thank you for what we've already felt in this place this morning. And I pray that you continue to move over us and we continue to seek after you. Lord, I pray pray that you bless what is given and that you bless the giver and you anoint the preaching in our minds to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I speak the name Jesus over you In your hurting In your sorrow I've asked my God to move I speak the name Cause it's all that I can do In desperation I'll seek help And pray this for you I pray for your healing circumstances would change I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus name I pray that a breakthrough would happen today I pray miracles of who you like in Jesus name in Jesus name Speak the name of all authority Declaring blessings and every promise He's faithful to keep I speak the name no grave could ever Circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee. In Jesus' name, 
I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come believe it. Come receive it. Oh, the power of His Spirit is now forever yours. Come believe it. Come receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus, all things are possible. I pray for your healing, that circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name. I pray for revival, a restoration of faith. I pray that the dead will come alive in Jesus' name. In Jesus' our hands to the Lord. And as you're seated, I want to commend the praise team for leading us into such a great level of worship. Had it not been for elders of this church, people who give, we would have no reason to have a praise team. So I applaud the people that have funded both physically, spiritually, financially. The privilege of having a building, buildings, and a place where people can come and find an altar that works wonders for life. An educational freedom that builds family power and unity for a city. I cannot thank God enough, but I, without you, he would not be who he is. He needed Adam and Eve. To be the God that he wanted to be. Adam and Eve needed him. But they chose to add dimensions that did not belong. And thus they fell to a lower level. Still a very powerful level. But a lower level of life than for which they were created. And so today the whole concept of having 
church, personal prayer, personal fasting, personal study, is that we grow in grace and in knowledge, becoming. And so the thrill of changing to overcome is that we are changed into his image from glory to glory. You may not have felt an increase, but your week will be better by being in this atmosphere. You may not notice it when you gain the last pound. But after several eatings, if you dare step on the scales, just for information, how many of you, no, let's go there. But I can tell you of a truth that we can easily be weighted down with the worries of the world. Are inspirations of things in the world, but they can't get you out of a grave. They cannot bring harmony and power to a marriage, a child parent relationship, and a school teacher at school relationship one with another. It takes the spirit of love, of joy, and righteousness to bring about a community that can withstand hell. And I believe God has raised up you to become the power source for helping the spiritual economy of our county, our city, and our homes. And so thankful for worship services like we've already had And then, of course, we know the word of the Lord is what makes you free from the law of sin and death. And God chose through the foolishness. I never have liked that part of it. But God chose through the foolishness of preaching to save. Because the preaching of the word inspires action into faith. And... uh, Today, I, uh, I did not have a PowerPoint, even though I have some, given them some scriptures to use because there were so many emphasis moments that I, I'm going to have to break it down further before I try to put pictures together. But if, if, uh, if you could get it in your mind's eye, Uh, what happens to people that violate the law of our land. And they're having to change laws pretty quickly to keep their own kids from going to prison. It's amazing what's happening in our world. If ever we needed the church, not a church building, not a group called a church, that's why I tell you, don't call your, don't call this the church. This is a building. This is the house of God. We've sanctified it, dedicated. You are the church, or you are not the church. That's called the body of Christ in the world. That's the church. He's coming back for a people, a church, that have made themselves ready. It's the enemy's business to try to give us little things here, there, and yonder. 
I promise you, all you have to do is study that first three chapters. God, man, uh, and the devil and man. It's amazing to see the first three chapters of the Bible, the three main characters of the entire Bible. That is, uh, I heard a preacher say that years ago, and that preacher was my dad. That was pretty cool. Later, I made it. Uh, I thought it was really smart. I'm going to read from uh, the Word of God in the Book of Mark, and uh, what a what a picture is painted here. Verse 17 of Mark 9. One of the multitude answered and said, Master. I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, he foameth, gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answereth and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long ago is it since this came unto him? He said, It was of a child. Oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us. And help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked. The foul spirit, and saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out, and he was as one dead, insomuch, insomuch that he said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And that is where the consecration and commitment of our church body lives. That is fasting and prayer. Prayer is reasonably called the breath of the soul. Prayer is not a holy roll of the dice. That's not it. His will is to empower and deliver us, just as you saw it in that picture. It is not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to everlasting life. It is a critical day that you live in. I want to ask you a question. Do you have an answer for what's happening in our world? 
What do you tell your friends and neighbors about the crisis of our world? What is it that you talk about when you talk to people that need help in this world? Do we have bread enough and to spare? Or are we coming short because of a lack of a preacher that won't preach right? I am trying daily to bring your pastor to a place where there is bread that will satisfy the soul, the mind, the home, the marriage, the future, job settings, etc. I am not using the verbiage to create a new statement that we are here to change, to overcome. We are changing to upgrade the spiritual economy of our land. Everybody that's um, 13 and up, would you stand? Well, I mean up to marriage. I'm sorry. I can tell the ones of you that are married. You got six feet between you. You know, I'm kidding. These young people deserve mothers, dads, elders, and people that have been around here to lead them into righteous lifestyle, to righteous conversations, to righteous praise and worship. They deserve that. They didn't ask to come here. We brought them here. And if we brought them, we ought to feed them. There's a whole host of them over yonder. Thank y'all. There's a whole host of them over in the children's area. They watch us like hawks. And I don't want them to be disappointed when they hear preaching that don't relate to living. I think preaching is far more important than our world is giving credibility to it. And for that reason, I use a lot of pictures because they say you remember 90% of what you hear and only 60% of what, I mean, 90% of what you see and 60% of what you hear. And if that is the case, I want our children to see me worshiping Jesus and praising Jesus and caring about my neighbor and loving the lost. So, Let's move into the rest of the lesson. And uh, I, I want to say this to us because it's, it's truly true. There is no church that believes in saved by faith any more than the pastor of this assembly. Without faith... It is impossible to please God. But to dilute the word faith is to change the idea of faith. So by grace are you saved by faith. Grace is a teacher. The Bible makes it very clear and then he sets examples in place. The grace of God teaches us that denying ungodliness and fleshy lust, 
we depart, we emancipate, we separate ourselves from sinfulness. Not just sin itself, because sinfulness is what finally breaks the yoke of praise, worship, adoration, obedience, loyalty, the thrill of God working in our life. And then we gravitate toward trying to let things give us the thrill. That's why I'm asking you, do we really know inside ourselves what it's going to take to rise out of a grave? Because if we can't rise out of our present problem, we're... It's not really an audacious realization to think that you're going to rise out of the grave in superiority all of a sudden. He said, I give you power to tread, Luke 10, over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the thrill that the just shall live by faith. The thrill of knowing that on the worst day with the worst news, you've got a God that trumped every bit of the things that you will ever face. You will never face a sin. You will never face a sin that you committed that God cannot forgive. The only sin, he said, is unbelief. And I hear people a lot of the time try to crawl out on their own virtue because they say they believe. All you got to do when you sense in the mirror and you look and see that you're not obeying the Word of God and you can't, you can't eat the whole loaf of bread at the same time, okay? So please don't get mistaken when I'm telling you that when you sense that you can't overcome a problem, that's when you definitely want to hit your knees and open that book and say, I surrender myself to the Word. I surrender myself to the blood. I surrender myself to the name. I surrender myself to obedience. I surrender myself. And I can tell you, he that humbleth himself before God, God will exalt him and give him stairways to climb into the victory and climb into the future and to ascend into the glory and all of a sudden it's shouting on the hills of glory and if by any means you happen to fall off all you got to do is go repeat the process uh, God I'm sorry I got careless so I turned my back on this and I, I walked into this and thank you for the stairway thank you for the victory thank you for the love thank you for the forgiveness thank you for the mercy thank you for the uh, power I am thine O oh Lord <laughs> so no one teaches saved by faith any more than this pastor here. But faith without works is dead. And I am hearing people say, I confessed my sins. That is what the scripture said. He is faithful and just to forgive us. Forgiveness is not total salvation. Forgiveness is allowing you back into the salvation. 
Forgiveness is a doorway when you confess your faults or you confess your sin, you open a door for him to come in. That is his invitation. God, I, I got so mad at my wife, I wanted to kill her. He wraps his arms of love around you and forgives you immediately. You don't have to wait a month just because you don't live on the, the, the devil. When he gets a hold of that stuff, he tries to remind you every day of something you did 20 years ago and something you did 15 years ago or something you did 10 years ago and you suffered the consequence. Just confess it and say, I did wrong. I did. I should have done better, but I'm not living in my history. I'm moving into my future because faith says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with care. I will give you rest and you shall not be weary in well-doing because I am thy strength. I am your bread. I am your light. I am your love. I am your mercy. I am your grace. I am here for you. Oh, let's pray for our city right now. Would you pour your heart out, God? Let the waves of this service reach into our community. We have some beautiful people, some beautiful children that are being raised in our schools, but they need the spirit of a church, a light set on a hill that cannot be hid. So let's, let, let's, let's look a little bit here. Uh, do, you, do you happen to have those scriptures? Uh, they're, they're on here. And... Uh, let, let, let's look. I'm going to slow down a little bit here, and we're going to move through these, and then we'll talk some more. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance. Somebody say inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. That's where you can't see a good future. Hold on, back up one more. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us. Somebody say transferred. If you get transferred on your job, you don't stay here and, and live in the, in the next one because you got a new job over in New York City. And neither do you live in the world and by the world when you get transferred into the kingdom of God. You, you catch that picture? Has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Now then, move 14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Now, go ahead and put the next one up. But I, I want to remind you of a statement I made just recently, and, and that is the Lord took credit, stood and took credit. He said, I create good and evil. 
I told you the other day, and I'm going to tell you again, when I saw that scripture, I promise you it really fuzzed up my brain. Because my whole idea was carnal thinking. And that is, why in the world did you even give that opportunity? And you remember what I told you about, been about two years ago. Now it's riding down the road. And I, I, I told him, I said, God, why did you let Lucifer into the Garden of Eden? Why did you do it? You, you, you had him. And he said, I will never have a forced bride. I will never make it so that you can't sin if you want to. But if you don't want to be my bride, you can do whatever you want to. And, and you know what I've told you. Hell may not be as bad as you think. For some of you that hadn't heard that, go read Luke 16. If you want to live there, that's your business. You can't go for your mother. You can't go for your daddy. You can't go for your kids, but you can go for yourself. You can, you can hold hostage all you want to because somebody that you know that may not have done what they should have done, and you, your change or your lack of change is not going to change their destination. I have dealt with so many people through my life that, that well, so-and-so didn't get in on this, and I feel like I'd be betraying them if I did get in on this. You don't think that way about money. I've seen some of the richest kids that had the poorest mother and daddy. They didn't think anything about having more money than their parents. I've seen it the opposite. I'm telling you it's only in the spiritual that the devil fights us on those issues. That's why I'm here to produce light in your heart, your mind, your future. You deserve to know the truth. You're not going to heaven for anybody, and you're not going to hell for anybody. I'm telling you, you go on your own. It's not going to be you and the family when you get to the judgment seat. He's going to call you by name, and you're going to walk up to the judgment seat. The book is going to be open according to the book of Revelation. Either that's not true, or there's no heaven or hell, and all you do is just die and forget it. You know there's a heaven and hell because you've already experienced both. You've had the good times and you've had the bad times. You've known what it was to walk out of a sin and to walk into forgiveness. You know what it's like to walk out of darkness and misery and to walk into freedom and glory. I'm talking to somebody here today. The Holy Ghost didn't direct my attention for this because that you weren't here. He heard your cry five years ago. God, I need help. And if you're alive, send help. And the day you're at the place at the right time and the key is in the door and you can walk out of your past today into your glorious future that you were born to live in. I wish we'd pray for our city right now. Every church, every pastor, every people. I'm not talking about play games. I'm talking about let's touch the hem of his garment right now. Every church, every preacher, every county close to us. Let the waves of this service move out. I plead the blood of Jesus. I cry out, God, for the salvation of our city, our county, our country. 
I am crying out for ministry that will send revolution against sin. I'm crying out for ministry that will set at liberty them that are bruised. I am crying out for your glory in this house today. You've already shined it through the young people and the singing and the worship. You've already shown up. We want to receive it in the name of Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. It's nothing for God to flip the switch on gravity and get you out of here. You're already on a ball, and you're already in an area where you're just flying around through space. I showed you that last week or week before last on that planetarium. I mean, it's amazing. All he's got to do is flip the one switch on gravity, and you're out of here. See, you don't think of it that way. You're so used to seeing people put in graves and, and, and dying, and just that's it. No, no, no. Their spirit's not in there. The real them is not in those graves. Don't you worry about the cold weather and the hot weather and all that other jazz. I'm telling you, they don't feel anything. But their spirit and their soul is either in heaven or paradise waiting for the final judgment that's going to happen according to the book of Revelation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no game. This is real life. That's why you feel hurts. That's why you feel joy. That's why you can move around and change locations in your life and come into Christ Jesus is a big, big, big deal. It is not just joining a local church. It's not what church do you go to it's what am I as the church who am I as the child of God who am I as the people of God who am I and how am I supposed to hold myself in the family of God I am to love the ones that misbehave and I'm love the ones that behave and the ones who I love the ones that want to behave Let's don't have a show of hands. You're sitting by somebody today within 50 feet or 100 feet that didn't do perfect this week. You're looking at one. I am not. But if you can't see that I'm striving for it, then you don't need me. I realize I'm preaching to myself as much as anything. But I, I, I was just, the other day when, when we found out that the uh, uh, Brooklyn had such a tra- travesty happen in her body, and uh, the Lester family was was experiencing all of this, and 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 and, and I turned around and I told God, I said, God, would you help me? I pushed the door open. He walked through. 
I haven't even shared it with the family, and I'm not sharing it with us today. But he gave me an answer that there's not a book in I've ever read, and I've got a bunch of them. I have never read some of the scrolls he's writing out for this day and age. I am here to tell you he's way ahead of the game when it comes to Brooklyn, Lester, uh, uh, Aaron, and them. I'm here to tell you he's on target. He knows where he's leading us. I don't want to miss a step with him. I am telling you he is the Lord God and he said I'm not changing not for anybody I'm a forgiver I'm a lover I am a grace maker I am a teacher I am a lover that you have never touched in the world and if you'll have faith and trust in me I will lead you to those still waters I will restore your soul I will restore your mind I will give you a mind that will leap and shout over real victories. Let's move on. We got about two more hours. But I'm not using today to do those. Brother Sterling, would you help us? And when we was in the military, you know, we had to come up with all kind of weird stuff. Well, you can see his body, but it's not as easy to see. Somebody say, he is the head. And we are the body. Now, he don't look exactly like Jesus, but he's getting really close. I mean... I tell you what, when when a guy's is, at his age is as transparent as he was this morning, that's sort of like Jesus. Hold that head up there, Corbin. Would you help him? You're one of the arms. What was that accolade, sweetheart? They gave him at the college up here. He's Mr. OSU. <laughs> We're going to have to get you out from behind there to see you. Some of you are the arm. And then you, you've got somebody on you like me that's nothing but a hand. But I'm telling you, we're about to stretch around this county. And some of you are going to be the arm and the hand and the legs and the feet that travel to the dark corridors that sin is held, holding hostage. Those men and women that used to, that, that you used to live like them. But thanks be unto God who hath forgiven us and raised us up out of our sins and our history and our past. And he's doing a marvelous work. He's turning the people of God into a light a living epistle known and read of all men I'm here to tell you that this is a body we don't work against each other we work with each other we work with each other you got some funny looking toes
Tony, y'all got socks? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you get no camera out. I don't believe in having fake church. You may not be nothing but a toe, but if you ever tried living without one, this world is trying to live without the rest of the body. We are going to complete this body situation. We are going to be an organized, orchestrated group of believers that is ready to redeem the lost at any cost. We're not here to spend a few minutes. We're here to be transformed into the perfect image of the law of the spirit of life in Christ. And don't, if it starts showing, let me know. I didn't have time to put that holy sock on. Tell me I'm not holy. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this ought to be the most exciting, fun thing we do any year. And that is realize I am the body. He is the head. He's sending signals down that are going to put us in a position. Hallelujah. All these wonderful kids on this second bench, would you stand? All you wonderful young people on this second bench, would you stand? Turn around and face those mamas and dads out there that are praying for you. Look at look at them and somebody extend your hand toward them and get a picture of them. And this week we're going to pray for our young people. Not just these, but the rest of them. I'm here to tell you we're going to pray for the school system. We're going to plead the blood of Jesus over every facility in this town. We're not hung up on us. We're hung up on the blood. We're hung up on the wisdom of God. We're hung up on the revelation of who he is, what he is, and when he's coming. Thank y'all. They gorgeous. Let's move on. For in him. Somebody say, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. If you want to pluralize him, you're going to have to go to 1,001 things. Because when you identify him as the branch, when you identify him as the fig tree, when you identify him, you're going to have to go 1,001 times. But when you get to the head... Jesus Christ is the only wise God. He alone is God. In him dwelt all the fullness of God bodily, the Bible said. Don't you let people get you goofed up on thinking carnally because that there's identity identity with the Lord Jesus. He is the branch. He is the vine. He is all of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't make a human being out of everything that he ever was or is. He was the peace. He is the joy. He is the righteousness. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and his name is Jesus Christ. He is the one that's coming. He is the one that ascended. He's the one they tried to put in the grave. But you can't put life in a grave and expect it to stay there because he is eternal life. There's not a Trinitarian carnal realization. You used to 
have some influence in that. Is that am I telling the truth? Right, right, raise your right hand. Help me, God, if I die, if I'm telling a lie. I can't get it all together, but ladies and gentlemen, I could have led, uh, gone down that road, except somebody helped me to understand the difference in a spirit and a body. God is a spirit. Jesus Christ, and the Bible said, in Christ dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He wasn't a dual personality. He had all things under his feet, that last scripture said. And in him, all the fullness of... You can't separate God from Christ because in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead. That's Colossians 2 and 9. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not something to play with. I'm telling you, that's how Adam and Eve lost the Garden of, of Eden. They just started playing games with their own mind and decided to eat of the one tree that was forbidden fruit. It wasn't that the fruit was bad. It was disobedience that that disoriented them and separated them from the covenant of forever joy. I'm here to tell you, we are by grace saved. Grace is a teacher. And grace will teach you how to build a ship if you're Noah. And grace will teach you how to keep your sanity if you're Paul in prison. I'm here to tell you that God Almighty, in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And let Every name, everyone that names the name of Christ, depart from any sin. Sin is just separation from success. It's not about smoking or drinking or that. Those defame the body. But the spirit of sin is when you have no faith that you can rise above it all. So in him all the fullness of God and through, t- through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Those are huge things. They're, they're not just like categorically, if I like that, well, you know, maybe I'll make me a whole new uh, religious system on that because reconciliation is really quite a, quite a deal. You, you understand Reconciliation. It's when you mistreat her and she goes into the back of the house. And then all of a sudden she comes out and says, I forgive you. And then that's when y'all stand and embrace and say, it's all okay, honey. See, reconciliation is a really wonderful thing for a marriage. And it's a wonderful thing for a city when we help reconcile people to God. You get it? Look at those wonderful young people that are following y'all. What a thrill. And I, I, I applaud our youth pastor and his wife. That's right. And I applaud the fact that they've got some fabulous young people that want to go somewhere with Jesus. Love all of y'all. You're going to make it. There's going to be some days you don't. That's when you put your spirit together. Flex your spiritual faith. 
and say, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengtheneth me. Daddy, don't you give up. Your faith is valuable. Mama, don't you give up. Your faith is valuable. Preacher, don't you give up. Your faith is valuable. I'm here to tell you wherever you're working, your faith is valuable. It is helping the people that will never tell you. You're an inspiration to me. There's a few of them that will, but there's not all of them that will. But inside of them, you know how you've done. You hadn't told everybody that inspired you that they inspire you. It's amazing how much strength you can get from somebody. Let's go up one more step. And you who once were alienated. and Boy, how do you like that hostile? Didn't want to hear about Jesus. Didn't want to see the power of Christ in action. That's what we call pride. I'm doing it on my own. If I'm going to hell, it's my cousin's fault. I don't know about you, but I've been penniless before. And it didn't make me feel good to look over and see somebody else penniless. I've been at those places. I had to go beg dad for a couple bucks to go out on a date. I'll never forget one night me and a friend of mine took a couple of girls out to get something to drink, and we thought we made it clear get something to drink. They started ordering a hamburger and a hot dog. And he and I were scratching outer limits. Bayer's Grill will never lose its place in my mind. Brother, we started digging for words. Sweetheart, you were there that night. <laughs> it was exciting to say the least. So, what time is it? I've got three more minutes to wind up for some of you. I'm not looking for more. I'm looking how to reduce. Let's, let's, let's go ahead here just a little further. He has now reconciled in his body. Somebody say in his body. I want you to look around because the other members of this church, family, are the body. And he hath reconciled in his body of flesh. That's the church. That's us right here. In order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach for him. Now, for those of you that have only seen the standards and who are aware of standards... It's not so much that you're saved by doing standards. 
it is that you never forget who you are when you do disciplines. I mean, you know, my uncle, dad's only brother, decided to embarrass dad at the YMCA years ago. And so they walk in, and everybody knows my dad in Baton Rouge. And Uncle Clyde took and went through here, sort of walked in like crazy. <laughs> Going to try to embarrass Dad. I can't believe Uncle had forgotten who Dad was. And so when they walked up to meet the people, Dad said, I, I want to tell you, this is my brother from Houston who pastors a wonderful church. And here's Uncle Clyde. <laughs> Trying to get it back together. I said, you don't have to worry about doing that. And, and some of us are getting to the place where we don't have as much to worry about. But it turned around on Uncle Clyde, who thought he was the predator and became the prey. And right now, you can feel like some pretty hot stuff, rebelling. God ain't making you feel like that. But when the lights turned on and the heart of all men are revealed, that's when you're going to wish you had a sock. trying to tell you it will be worth it all to have kept the faith that was once delivered to the saints don't you let anybody shortchange you on faith I have got stacks of material about faith all you got to do is read where faith was used in the Bible but the Bible said faith without works is dead and I recommend to you, you to go read in the book of Hebrews the 11th chapter and these by faith did so and so and these by faith did so and so and these by faith did so and so faith without works is still dead but those weren't dead folks they had faith that lived they waited through the hell they waited through the difficulties they waited through the darkness and I got good news for you that's where you're headed the word of God's going to make you free but the faith in God is going to give you power that's why you want the Holy Ghost that's why you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ you, you, there's, no, there's no real authority in Father Son Holy Ghost I can promise you you can have a check with a bank of a million a bank a load of dollars million dollars in the bank put father on it put son on it put holy spirit on it put daddy put best best husband put all of that but if you don't get a name on it there's no authority in a title I'm telling you that Jesus Christ was our heavenly father Jesus Christ is our a spiritual uh, father Jesus Christ uh, is now the holy spirit Christ in you the hope of glory ladies and gentlemen don't let people mess you up with the word of God I'm here to tell you the devil used the word of God. Has God.
God said. He used him in his sentence to get them out of there. I'm preaching to you there's none other, no salvation in any other name for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus every tongue shall confess. At the name of Jesus the rapture is going to take place. At the name of Jesus the victor, final victory is going to take place. There is salvation in none other for there is none other name. Keep that faith. Don't you let your faith rise in humanity and all the wisdom of the world. All you got to do is read that book. The carnal mind is enmity with God. It is not subject. This is straight out of the book. Go check me out. Neither is it subject to the law of the spirit. The law of the Spirit is freedom. That's why you want to get baptized by faith in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And and, and I've seen people that they really didn't have faith in it. They just did it because they could join the local church. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you believe that Jesus Christ ever liveth and he makes intercession with the core values of all life and you realize that Christ in you, the hope of glory, is an essential part of faith because faith without works is dead and so we move ourselves into the chamber and we tell have somebody baptize us by faith into the body of Christ and therefore ye are many members some are an arm, some are a leg, some are a toe, some are a hand but we all lend support so you're not on your own because you you got a, a little this or a little that. I wish you'd stand now as we're closing. And where it's right, I want you to take the hand of somebody, even if it's your wife and y'all had the worst fuss ever. Take, take the hand of somebody and just tell them, I'm for you. I hope you're for me because we are a body and we come together as a body to hear the same sermons and the same preaching so we can all think alike and unify ourselves in the spirit of brotherly love. Now I want us to pray for every church one more time while we're holding hands with somebody because where two or three agree as to touching any one thing in my name with faith believing, it shall be done of the Lord. God's about to reach into this city. You're going to have situations, opportunities to carefully. Please don't argue with people. Just present them truths. Let them do with it what they want to do. Father, I bring the word of the Lord. I bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. I bring the love of God. I bring to this people a word from God. You said, I am with you always, even to the end. Don't you let the devil tempt you and tell you you've waited too late. He said, I'm with you to the end. This is a good day. This is a good day. This altar's open. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've never received the Holy Ghost talking in tongues, if you want them have a move of the spirit in your life I encourage you I wish that
10 or 15 of you would come down and be ready to pray with anybody. But we need about 10 or 15 believers just to walk down here that's, that's ready to intercede with God for brothers and sisters who are precious. Anybody that wants to receive the Holy Ghost, there's some of these people that will walk with you, work with you. If you've never been baptized, tell them what you're here for because neither is there salvation in any other. If you didn't get baptized under the name of Jesus Christ, you need to consider what the book says. And the rest of you, would you just hold forth your hand for a couple of three minutes. Let's plead the blood of Jesus over all of this sanctuary, but over all of our county and surrounding areas. This week, you're going to meet people that are hurting. You're going to meet people. Don't try to feed them all that I have fed you today. I've tried to potpourri because there's a real broad level of people here. But somebody needs the Holy Ghost here today. And you've been hungry. Slip on up here. Go ahead and sing, singers. All over the place. There's nothing more important than raising the spiritual economy of our American level of life. Now this is a good time. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, this would be a great time all over the building. How big in the Spirit we speak mysteries for the Spirit of the hour does the mighty work.